It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. All right, welcome to the Upfront program. It is your Thursday edition, which means I look across the studio, and it's nice not to be alone. Chris Boulay in studio on your Thursday morning for the Upfront program. We'll bring him in and say good morning, Chris Boulay. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, listeners. And uh, I know this is very meaningful to you. Happy National Pizza Day. Yeah, I might I might have one today. Although I, I had one Monday. I don't know if I can do two in a week, but I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> two night days or days? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Well, I had two days in between. You're right. Um, what's going to happen, folks, is uh, we are alone in the studio. So when the calls come in, I'm going to pick them up. I'm going to place you on hold, and uh, you'll be in the queue, okay? So you won't be greeted, Richard Normal. Good morning. Calling for the Upfront program today. I'm just going to be throwing you on hold this morning. So just a little difference in the uh, process there as um we're, I'm a, what do they call it, a chief cook and bottle washer, uh, all uh, in one. Aren't you always? I guess so. You're the straw that stares the WNRI drink. Yeah, but I'm an awfully chewed up straw, I can tell you that, Chris. <laughs> uh, of course, your calls and conversation. Remember, you can email the program up front at WNRI.com. It is up and running already, so you can send your emails if you're unable to call. But we do appreciate those who take the time to pick up the phone and call and talk to us on the program. Uh, as always, uh, we turn over to Chris Boulay and uh, ask him for the topics on his mind to stir up some conversation. And then we will jump to the phone. So, uh, Chris, uh, good morning. And where are we going today? Well, we're going to go different places, but certainly uh, where the audience wants to go. But one of the issues that happened this week is uh, the State of the Union address by the President of the United States. Um, oh, I hope you can explain to me what I'm missing when he says his economic package is working. Well, I'm not, I'm not sure I, I can do that, but I consider myself a goal-oriented person. When I set a goal, I, I usually achieve it, and one of my goals was to watch the State of the Union address. And uh, Amy and I are watching or coming back from dinner, and we're hoping against hope that it's at 8 o'clock. And then we realize it's at 9 o'clock, so they had a beginning... Eight to nine, we watched Tucker Carlson, and then I, I sat down and watched it. You know, you, you watch the pageantry of, you know, the cabinet coming in, and they're introducing the, the senators and what have you. And then the president comes in, and he's shaking hands, and then you see all the unqualified, incompetent secretaries uh, underneath the uh, president's cabinet. And I thought of Gina Raimondo getting in front of the camera, working everywhere. I'm not sure anyone really believes that she should be the commerce secretary, but she is. And then the president throws out a couple of olive branch, branches to um, to folks, you know, recognizing uh, Speaker McCarthy, recognizing Nancy Pelosi, recognizing different people. And then he comes to Schumer and recognizes him as the Senate minority leader. And then it went downhill from there. And I, I, what I did is I ended up turning the volume off. It was just painful to watch and then eventually I went to sleep and I said I'm just going to watch the excerpts so uh, yesterday I watched the excerpts and what a disaster I consider myself a political junkie um, maybe not to the extent of John Breen but I admire his 
uh, lust and, and uh, enthusiasm for politics, and I and and I try to follow that suit, and I enjoy it. But this was awful. So in my adult life, I've never seen such a terrible State of the Union address that separates the country. That's those term gaslighting, just lying to people. Um, it, it it was awful. And then I did not stay up for. Um, for the rebuttal by Sanders, I watched that the next day, and I thought that was fabulous. Although it was like getting an assist from Bobby Orr, it was so easy to do. Um, but it, it, it was it was a joke, and it just made me, lack of a better word, sad that allegedly 80 million people voted for this guy, and how many of them have uh, buyer's regret, and how and most of them should have. And so I don't know if I feel worse that. 80 million people voted. We'll, we'll assume for this argument that it's actually true, that 80 million people voted for him. And I don't know what I want the number to be of people who regret it. Do we want half? Mm. Do we want all of them? Do we want, like, zero and say I stuck with my vote? Uh, it just really, really is heartening. The uh, word that was coming to my mind over and over and over again was propaganda. Uh, you know, from the unemployment record-breaking jobs created, especially in the hospitality. Well, you're coming out of the pandemic. The industries were shut down. Your numbers are going to shoot up merely by the economy reopening again. Uh, Many folks didn't return to those jobs, so they appear as new jobs. Um, So everything that was shut down during the pandemic reopening is not a historic presidency. And you know what's interesting, too, is... Marty Walsh was was a designated survivee, so they always keep one person in the cabinet away. God forbid something terrible happens, and he is actually leaving. He's begun to head of the the uh, be the president of the National Hockey League Labor Union, and um, he is one of the few um, cabinet members who's not gaslighting us. So the president will come out and say. 12,500,000 jobs were created during my administration. And Monty Walsh just says the facts that it was actually about 2.1 million. Mm. And that's a big miss. That's, that's not like 2.1 to 2.4. That, that is a, a six-fold miss. So interestingly enough, he tells the truth. And a lot of them don't. And, of course, they're working for their boss who's incompetent. We can, we can go on with this, but I, it was really like I, I felt like I didn't achieve my goal because I wanted to be prepared. And I knew it was going to be a point of discussion, and, and I, I was completely disgusted with, well, with his performance. I know what my reaction was, but I'm curious, what was your reaction? Um, and I, uh, we're going to get to the phones in a second call. Thank you for being with us. 7690600, if you want to jump on the line, we do have one open. Um, was uh, I'm a Republican. I always throw that out there before I make my comment. And I hold my party, I guess, to a higher standard. I didn't like the uh, the shouting, uh, the disruption of the speech. And even though, I mean, I would may have been shouting at the TV, I'm not in the room. Um, and I was kind of turned off by, the, by some of the heckling um, in two locations. One, when he did slap the Republicans, said, will you finally fund the money so we can secure the border? It's like, what? <laughs> uh, and then, of course, Marjorie Taylor Greene shouting out, you're a liar. But I was, I was a little turned off as the, the world is watching our democracy, and I think we've got to shine a little better. Yeah, and that happened, too. And I, His name will come to me, but a, a, uh, a sitting rep yelled at Obama in 2011 when he did a State of the Union address, and the, the president... Uh, Obama said, if you 
uh, want your doctor, you can keep your doctor, and that turned out, you know, to be a lie, and the entire Obamacare was a lie. That's one of the reasons, the biggest reason that I'm an independent now. I was a Democrat, but I always voted Republican. Um, I, I left the Democratic Party after that. So, yeah, it's very, very frustrating, and then I thought you, where you were going with was Mitt Romney attacking Yeah, I was going to say that for the last, because it wasn't part of the address, it, it, but my God, he was aggressive. Yeah, there was just no need of that, and you uh, think yeah. about the people who came within shouting distance of being the president and, 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 and how stupid they are. Um, for, for Romney to do that, you know, he had a chance to be president running, I think it was 2012. And, and then um, um, uh, the high, um, uh, John yeah, Kerry. Kerry. John yes, Kerry. Kerry yeah. he's, he's, he's a complete hypocrite. Mm. And I don't mean to be so negative this morning, but these people had a chance to be president. And the, the colors that they showed, there was no place for Romney to say that. And as much as I'm frustrated with Santos and all his crazy lies, he came across pretty good, you know, saying, you know, he shouldn't have done that. Very unmormon like him to do that. And, right. you know, talk, that, you know, punching down. Uh, as I've been told, you don't punch down. And the thing I would have loved to have him uh, sort of say was, uh, when he said, you don't belong here, is your dog didn't belong on your roof. <laughs> I'm still upset about that one. Oh, if, I, yeah. if I see Romney, I'm going to be yelling, your dog didn't belong on your roof, pal. Uh, we do have two in the line, Chris, so uh, let's jump to the phone call, a conversation on the Upfront program. We'll bring them into the show. First, you are in line, so we'll say, good morning, caller. You're on the air with Chris Boulay. Good morning. First, first of all, I agree with everything you say, but I wasn't as smart as you were. About mm, 25 minutes into it, I, it was so painful. I said, I'll turn it off. And then I said, no, nah, let me listen to all of it. I was wondering if he was talking about our country and everything that was done. <laughs> I, I can't believe people would swallow it. And every time... That the vice president would get up and applaud, I want to puke. As I watched the speaker next to her, just kind of look around by saying, are you kidding? His eyes told it all. He didn't move, but his eyes was like uh, his response. And, and, I yeah. cannot believe that this president and whoever wrote the falsehood that we painfully listened to could read it. Well, he actually couldn't read it, but <laughs> put it forth. No, you, it no, you're, 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 you're right. It was so difficult where his schedule as President of the United States is very busy, but certainly, and I don't fault him for this, he probably took a nap and relaxed. He, I'm sure he practiced the speech, and as soon as he got off the speech he was a disaster and he was a disaster during the speech he his words were coming together it was just so difficult to, to listen to I, I couldn't listen to it there was some mumbling moments there wasn't there yeah mm. yeah the oh, listen it, it, really his pronunciation and i can blame mine on dental work but i don't think he can do that the same for himself i cannot believe that how many times they get up and applaud and I'm thinking, for what? It's not even true. 
Yeah, that that the, the the same party always does that, and like like Jeff brought to our attention, it it was very challenging and disappointing that the Republicans did. As a matter of fact, I just got a text from a friend. Uh, I it was going to come to my mind eventually, but it's always good to have great listeners. It was actually Joe Wilson uh, from South Carolina who uh, said, "President Obama, you're a liar." And I think it was 2011 regarding Obamacare, and uh, he turned out to be right. Maybe it wasn't the place to say. <laughs> he turned out to be correct. Well, I'll tell you, I was very up this week. But after listening to that, great senior depression is at hand. Because everything he's done for us, the, oh, holy, how everything, think of, think of the oil, a gasoline. Oh, he's cured. That, that, where did it come from? Him. Thank you so much for the call. We appreciate it. Have a good day, it. and you, your words were right on. Thank you. Oh, yeah, the comment that American families have more faith in the economy is a curious statement he made. Kind of went over by it like a lead Chinese spy balloon, didn't it? Yeah, it's it was it was it was something else, and I think this. Uh, I know I went back and. Not now, but a while ago, I watched Jimmy Carter's State of the Union, and it mm. it, it was a little bit more balanced, and there was some recognition of some humbleness. Oh, that's say, interesting. To say that everything is exactly going terrific when you know it's not, it, it's... Even uh, AOC yesterday, we can talk about that, the, the Republicans are having a committee regarding the uh, Twitter... Uh, suppression of the New York uh, Post article by Hunter Biden and she's going off getting emotional screaming saying it's racist and and the fact that it was a half-baked story when even Hunter Biden and everyone who said it was a lie are now admitting it was true. We got another call we'll hit another call then a commercial break here on the upfront program caller welcome to the program you are on the air with Chris Boulay. Good morning Chris good morning gentlemen. Good morning. You are observing a symptom, however, I have root cause analysis here. I was watching the gentlewoman from Colorado question the executive from Twitter. And like she says, um, you know, how many FBI, how many FBI agents are working at Twitter? And they're, they're, none. And she says, well, how many ex-FBI agents are working at Twitter? And she says, well, to my knowledge, two. And she says, no, we know for a fact it's nine. And then she says, well, what's the collusion between the government and Twitter, she said, you four gentlemen are the collusion between government and Twitter. And she the congressman, she said, you shadow banned me. You hid the truth of Hunter Biden's laptop. And, well, that's the root cause is the FBI taking over Twitter and basically putting Biden into the presidency. And I don't know when the FBI took over America. It's like a coup. Only instead of being the military, it was the FBI. And realistically, after watching this, my only conclusion is, first, we need to put Trump in where he belongs. And second, we need to permanently eliminate the FBI from the United States of America, period. They basically had a coup and took over this. It was a bloodless coup, but basically, Biden, the symptom, Biden being president is a direct result of the FBI influencing the election and controlling it. You know, it's interesting. And the one thing I try to bring to the show is, you know, I'm getting a little bit older and hopefully uh, you get some experience and some thought. J. Edgar Hoover was the longest running FBI 
um, I think it was like 1933 to 1972, if I'm not mistaken. And he had files on JFK and, and RFK. And he kept the president quiet because he knew about their affairs with Marilyn Monroe. He knew about the president's drug use. And uh, J. Edgar Hoover wrote a terrible letter to Martin Luther King, calling him every name in the book. And uh, the, um, J. Edgar Hoover, Hoover actually released information uh, trying to uh, discredit Martin Luther King, and he sent it to the media, but the media wouldn't touch it. So human nature has never really changed. Um, we just see it more because the, the public square is now Twitter and Facebook and, and more obvious. But I think the FBI has always had a problem to this extent. And I agree, and that's why I'm saying we, we, need, we need to replace it with something where there's where the individuals are more restrained to act in such ways. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, and, to, yeah. We can't have them, we can't have them running roughshod, is that the right word, roughshod, over the government. They're supposed to work for the government, not take over the government. Yeah, and you, you raise a great, a great point, and it's very, very difficult to identify and, and, and push character, because and the Boston FBI had some character here because they pushed back against the Washington, D.C. FBI because everyone from the Boston area who went to um, January 6th, even if they um, weren't there, Bank of America actually gave documents and information to the FBI without a subpoena identifying people who were actually in the Washington area and the FBI in in, in the D.C. area pushed the Boston FBI to actually go after these people, and they said, hell no, that's, that's crazy. That's the kind of thing it takes, and, and we need to defend and protect and respect the Constitution. You raise a very, very good point. Thank you so much. Maybe it's a case of decentralizing them more. I, I don't know. I'm yeah. not no, sure. but you, you raise a lot of good points. It's, and I say this all the time. Only 4% of the world's population is born in America. We're exceptional people, and this is an exceptional country, the best in the world. To me, it's driven mostly by our founding fathers writing the Constitution. And every time we don't follow it, um, we become less of a country. Thank all you right, so thanks much. Thanks for your call. Uh, we're going to hit a quick commercial break. We can slip one more on the line. We have an open spot just for you, 769-0600. We'll be back with more up front with Chris Boulay after these commercial messages. It's winter at K's, 1013 Cass Avenue, where you can dine inside or outside, weather permitting. Yes, for those who enjoy the great outdoors, discover our inflatable snow globes for outdoor dining during the winter season. Or cozy up inside our dining room or bar. It's always a pleasant dining experience at K's Restaurant. And thank you for voting us number one in the Winsocket Call Reader's Choice Survey. We could not have done it without your continued support and, of course, our dedication. Dedicated staff. So for lunch or dinner specials or award-winning steak sandwiches or seasonal cocktails and sangria, come on over to K's. Check our Facebook page for daily and weekend specials. K's 1013 Cass Avenue. Takeout. Inside dining. Outside winter dining too, weather permitting. For reservation, 762-9675. See you at K's of Woonsocket tradition since 1968. And remember, gift cards are always available. 
John Brian inviting you to join me for Saturday Soapbox, 830 to 1030, every Saturday morning with your calls and conversation right here on 1380 AM and 99.9 FM WNRI. And you can even stream Saturday Soapbox live at WNRI.com. Kayer Kosher, your accounting, financial planning, tax preparation, and business consulting services of Woonsocket and Warwick, 600 Cass Avenue, Woonsocket, Jefferson Boulevard, and Warwick. Call us locally at 766-8100. Remember, outside of the tax season, we do planning for business, individuals, and families. We're Kayer Kosher. We're certified public accountants. Again, our local number, 766-8100. And remember, having Kayer Kosher to consult with on your personal financial situation is like having all the right answers. The name of the business, All Tech Painting. We've been serving the Massachusetts and Rhode Island community with top-notch painting services. We want to be your one-stop shop for interior and exterior painting, plastering, drywall repair, power washing, wood staining, and so much more. And we do all this with the promise of 100% satisfaction using quality materials and the finest product you can be proud of. That's the kind of company we are. Have any questions or want a quote? Call 401-378-7765. All Tech Painting of North Attleboro. Ready to serve you at 401-378-7765. Skilled craftsmen. Ready to work for you. I want to remind you that Chan's Fine Oriental Dining here in Woonsocket is, in fact, for lovers. So celebrate your Valentine's weekend at Chan's. Come enjoy their delicious poo-poo platter. Share a scorpion bowl for two. How romantic. Or grab your tickets to one of the great shows this weekend, including Friday night, 10, February 10th at 8 p.m., Confounded Bridge. $15 in advance, $20 at the door. Great music continues on Saturday, February 11th, with an 8 p.m. show of Jeff Pitchell and Texas the great electric guitar blues of Jeff Pitchell entertaining you Saturday night at Chance. 25 in advance, 30 at the door. Through the month of February, the blues and jazz continues. February, February 17th, 8 p.m., the James Montgomery Blues Band. 25 in advance, 30 at the door. And Greg Abadi, one socket native, back in the city. The jazz super phenom on his saxophone and his super sextet. $25 in advance, $30 at the door with his annual visit to Chan's. Remember, you can take out or get it delivered. Order for the big game Sunday as well by calling 765-1900. 765-1900, Chan's. For lovers, 267 Main Street, Woonsocket, Rhode Island. Find them online for the complete calendar events at chanceggrollsandjazz.com. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. We're here with Chris Boulay, and uh, we're going to probably hit a few topics. We can see what the callers want to talk about as well. Um, but Chris, I wanted to ask you, one of the things that, that always catches my ear is, uh, when they talk taxes, we've seen it uh, in Massachusetts recently with the uh, attempt at the uh, 1% uh, tax bill to uh, people over a million dollars a year at a, a higher percentage, extra cost. President Biden talking about the unfair tax system, calling it simply unfair. And it seems like he might go after some of the higher income earners in the country as well. Yes, I, I did hear that. And one of the things I was looking at the other days, uh, Senator Manchkin was on uh, Fox News and he was talking about the uh, growing deficit and how he wanted to take this opportunity to work with the Democrats and the Republicans to try to slow it down. But he brought out the situation that in 2011, the debt was about $14 trillion. Now it's $31 trillion. And th where I'm going with this is 
that represents right now the thirty-one trillion dollars, thirty-one and a half trillion dollars represents ninety-four thousand dollars per person in America, but only but it's two hundred fifty thousand dollars for every taxpayer. Right now, ninety percent of all taxes in the U.S. are paid by the top one percent, and fifty percent pay a hundred percent. So about half mm-hmm. of the population doesn't pay any taxes. You could grab every dollar from all the billionaires in, in the United States and wouldn't even touch the deficit. It, it's a spending. And I think about in the Kennedy administration when he took over the economy into a recession, Reagan after Jimmy Carter, George Bush. Anytime you have tax cuts, it actually helps everyone, stimulates the economy. Um, so there's this policies of, of jealousy and the fact that they want to make everything equitable as opposed to making equality. So there's always that tenor through the Democrats is that they hate success. Although, you know, somebody like John Kerry marries money and takes private jets while he's trying to save the climate and the world uh, while he's polluting it. Um, it, it's always populist, and that's all they've got. Let's let's waive student debt. Let somebody who never went to college uh, or paid for their own kid's college have to pay for the student debt. You know, let's let's uh, give everything away. Um, let's feel good about ourselves by letting illegals come in and give them everything, but don't take care of our, our veterans. On and on and on. It's the policies of jealousness and jealousy, and um, uh, I don't think it's going to it's going to go anywhere. Listening to you and hearing the numbers of how many people are in the top percent versus the others and non-taxpayers seems like more of a pitch to get votes in the next presidential election than actually fixing the economy because more people uh, don't make that type of money than do. Very interesting comment there. And you're right about the Now, that's what uh, President Trump did, correct? Uh, by spurring the economy, uh, lowering those corporate taxes, allowed more jobs on the market and businesses to uh, invest in their own businesses, correct? Right. I, I, I excoriate uh, our governor for, for two things he could do. Um, one's extremely easy. Which, which, is, which is get rid of the estate tax so people don't fear dying in Rhode Island. That would keep everybody here. The other thing is to lower the sales tax more aggressively. Those are things that he could do. If Donald Trump did nothing to, during his four years, and he did a lot of great things, the best thing he did was get the corporate tax rate lowered. We had the second highest at 35%. We had the second highest corporate tax rate in the world. It was making us uncompetitive. And we already paid double for our health care than, than the rest of the world. It's 20% of our GDP. The rest of the world is about 10. So we've already got these economies. There's only so much that the American spirit and American work ethic can overcome. And that's the one thing that he did that had the biggest effect, lowering the corporate tax rate from 35% down to 21%. Um, so... Raising taxes and, and what, what the president wants to do um, is just going to be extremely unhelpful. You're hurting the working class by creating this incredible inflationary environment, and then you're going to beat down on them. And now they want IRS agents to go after waitresses and waiters for their tips. Yeah. If, that, if that's the world you want, that's America you want, well, what can I say? Is that what they call by a tax and spend Democrat? <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> uh, back to the phone lines. We have two on the line. So, caller, welcome to the Upfront program. You're on with Chris Boulay. Thank you for taking my call, Jeff and Chris. I have... Uh, the first thing I want to comment on, I during the speech when that woman called Trump, uh, Trump called Joe a liar. I give her a lot of credit for that, and I wish more of them would have got up at that time and called them out as a liar. And even McCarthy, I think that's one of, one of the only times he even 
made a facial gesture, you know, shook his head, no, no. And then stupid Joe insisting he was right. I mean, now the other thing is you mentioned I was, something I was going to say about the tips out uh, uh, at the waitresses. I believe they have to report what tips they get to their employer because if they don't make minimum wage, the employer has to make it up. So I don't know what they're talking about there. Uh, they're already getting attacks on the tips. Yeah, I guess what they want to do is that they're trying to uh, uh, jump down on the on the on the cash. So Amy and I, if we go out to dinner, we we thought we were. I thought I was special, but I guess everyone leaves twenty percent. If we get if we get extra good service, we might throw another twenty in there for cash. Yeah, but your twenty percent where you eat is different than twenty percent where I eat. Well, twenty percent. So it's the same. It's the same one fifth. Whatever. It's proportional. But you know that's something that Amy and I will do. Um, to, and so they can put it in their pocket under the president's uh, plan. They they would go after those people, and and uh, you know you're going after the most vulnerable, the hardest working people. And and, and if you go to restaurants lately, you, you can't get service because they don't have enough staff. So the, 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 if, if, he, if there's something working, President Biden will find it and, and make it uh, break the system. There's no question about it. You see, Helen, I used to be a waiter in my very younger days. Um, so part of the problem is that, that they may be looking at is uh, what is uh, re reported as tip income. Um, back when I did, it was 275 was the hourly wage. So it's come a long way. I think there's six something now in that range. Um, so if you're a tip wage and paid employee, you're not making the minimum wages in the state. You're making under that. And with cash tips, um, well, I can tell you, maybe not every penny uh, gets reported. Uh, and if you do, you get very little on your paycheck because all those taxes do come out of the, of the smaller amount you get per hour. So um, the, the issue on their end is how much is being reported on the tip income, uh, but these people are not on the high end of the income scale, I can tell you that. No, and then one more thing. that They're saying to hold off file, filing your checks uh, forms this year, and I think I heard this morning, it's because they want to pass something to tax uh, uh, any rebate you get. From the state on things. They're going to tax your 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 income tax rebate. That's what I don't know if it's the income tax rebate or rebates if you buy a, a car or put in a new furnace or something like that. Well, you paid the full sales tax. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they're doing that retroactively. I think what they've done is they've they've changed. Um, and this is where they got Elon Musk, we'll talk, if we have time to talk about him, but they really stuck it to him because they made the uh, barriers for the cost of the car and income to, to really hurt um, Tesla. And then I think they, they raised them. And it's funny, as soon as they raised them, Ford raised their prices to the penny of uh, what it would allow. Um, so I, I don't know. And if you get a tax refund, then you itemize. You have to add that to income. So I, I'm not sure, but we'll do our research and find out. But I, and I said I don't think many CPAs agree with me. They rather work 100 hours a week and then and then take a vacation. But if I was king of the world, I would make tax day June 1st or July 1st to give everyone time. Companies like UBS 
years ago, we used to put out the 1099s and we'd have to adjust them because we're getting that information maybe from mutual funds or ETFs. Well, they might change 1% and then we got to redo them. So we're sending them out very later and these uh, CPAs have to work like hell in a very short amount of time. If it was up to me, I'd make tax day July 1st. Many people get a refund that actually wouldn't hurt the U.S. Treasury at all. Thank you, so I don't know how they can even do that, you know. I, I could see if they want to try and pass it for next year, but some people already filed. I don't understand them. We'll have to do anyway. some research and, and check on that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Uh, 7690600, we have an open line just for you. If you decide to call in, you'll be in the queue for the Upfront program. We do have another call, Chris, so we'll go right back to the phone lines. Good morning. You're on the air with Chris Boulay. Thank you. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Chris. You mentioned fearing dying in Rhode Island. I fear living in Rhode Island. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> Why wait till then? Uh, I wanted to mention that I am not a watcher of the speech, but uh, my review is uh, it's trained monkeys with them all clapping like that. You know, that, that, a lot that, of yeah, that doesn't bother me in the in the sense that we, we are the greatest democracy in the world and. Um, what was, was pointed out is a lot of, like in the, the, the um, parliament in, in Europe, they yell over each other. So I don't mind that show of, of, of working together, but you certainly have one side who's sitting on their hands and the other side who's jumping and clapping at lies. So I get that that's, point. That's the, that's the pot, that, that hypocrisy that I always, you know, find extremely annoying. So, uh, you know, these people are trained. They're, they're getting paid off to applaud. So why wouldn't they jump up? And, and I'm also disgusted by, uh, you know, on the uh, news on the hour, Jeff, uh, the comments that the Rhode Island contingency and, and the governor uh, they all, uh, you know, applaud everything he spoke about. So we know they're paid off. And, and I think they should all be checked into a clinic to see if they could be deprogrammed or unbrainwashed. <laughs> as long as Reed because signed that $6.5 million check from socket before he gets checked out, I'm fine <laughs> yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fine. And, and do, you, do you remember the Emperor's New Clothes? Uh, sure, the, uh, sure, yeah. Well, I feel that... That's part of that whole uh, speech situation, too, because uh, they, the emperor, of course, is Biden, and they're all saying, oh, you look great, and you sound wonderful. And, uh, you know, he, he could be naked, but I don't want to see that either. <laughs> uh, say your prayers, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Thank you very much. Thanks. Uh, Chris, we got an email that came in. It said, good morning, Jeff and Chris. Good morning, Sandra. Uh, at times, I think I'm too critical of China Joe, but today I thank Chris uh, for his honest critique about the State of the Union address. When I heard uh, Rhode Island Cicilline White House read, and uh, I'm going to throw Magaziner in there as well because he was part of that group. I don't want to speak for Sandra, but I think she would have included yeah. him. Uh, praising that speech, it proves that babbling, self-serving, talking heads that they are, and careless about average Americans. In my opinion, anyone who bought those lies are blindsided by the liberal media, the Department of Justice, and yes, some of the FBI have a good day. You as well, Sandra. I, I think it comes to the saying, uh, if I could summarize uh, Sandra's uh, email. Thank you, Sandra. You always write great emails, a very 
thoughtful like so somebody's what the republicans are saying we are we we um we're not perfect we're, we're not crazy like the democrats some of the the stuff that they're, they're saying i guess walt disney's also putting out um cartoons that are trying to influence kids and that their their earnings are terrible they're slashing jobs and people have had enough of this woke ideology and it's again if you follow history walt disney believed in families the disney empire was set to uh cater to families and you think about what they're doing now they're trying to separate families and they're trying to create division in, in the country and they're trying to rewrite history uh it's it's absolutely awful and um thankfully we have a free country to kind of pull this apart sometimes you watch fox and like i really respect as regular listeners know tucker carlson and 99 95% of the time 90% of the time i i think he's on board but to be able to, in the country to bring that and i think about him is that he he must lead a really clean life because they would love to get him off the air he's the most influential uh, guy out there and before we move on i i did want to have a shout out I usually do this at 8 30 to, to dave and sherry two friends of mine and they uh like many listeners, they help shape this show with their input, and I appreciate them listening and just wanted to say hi to them. Well, good morning to them, and thank you for shaping Chris Boulay, because otherwise uh, I'd be another program alone. So thanks for being here as well, Chris. <laughs> uh, we'll be back in a moment. We do have an open line available. We have one on hold, 769-0600, a message from Grumpy's. So what's in your appetite? At Grumpy's in South Bellingham, their menu is so expansive, we can satisfy any taste. You may want to try a grumpy signature burger. There are 12 to choose from. And if you like seafood, try our broiled seafood sampler. A paddock, scallop, shrimp, lobster, and a stuffed quahog to go along. And you might want to check out a taste of Italy, too, from eggplant, parmesan, spaghetti and meatballs, and many other Italian choices. And you may want to try a grumpy sirloin steak, filet mignon, or a Bourbon Street steak tip dinner. All char-broiled to your taste perfection. And we have a nightly menu special and also weekend specials. Kitchen open Friday and Saturday till midnight. Restaurant open seven days a week. It's time to make it a Grumpy's experience today. Matthew and Nell invite you to drop off your laundry at M&N Laundromat. We wash, dry, fold when you drop off for only a dollar a pound. Includes detergent, bleach softener, dryer sheets with clear plastic bags. Pickup and delivery is available too. We have all commercial front load machines, 20 pounds, 30, 40, 60 pounds, and 80 pound washers. And enjoy our 65 inch flat screen TV and free Wi-Fi while you're here. Commercial accounts are also welcomed, including nursing homes and restaurants. We have the equipment to do the big jobs with washers up to 100 pounds and dryers up to 45 pounds. Have a question? Call us at 769 the husband and wife team, Matthew and Nell, invite you to stop by our 389 Willow Street location. Matt is a Woonsocket native and proud to say M&N Laundromat is locally owned and operated. Well, here's a question for you from Vern Rainville. Do you have frozen pipes or ice dams causing some damage to your home last winter? Well, this is probably covered by insurance. And did you know that you have two years to file a claim? Call Vern Rainville, the local adjuster that represents you, not the insurance company. Vern is a licensed public adjuster by the state of Rhode Island and will work for you to initiate a claim. You can call Vern Rainville today at 484-300-8495 for a free, no-obligation, in-home consultation. 
All calls are returned in less than 24 hours. Silver Lining Senior Concierge Services is there for your loved ones when you can't be. Right here in Northern Rhode Island, providing excellent non-medical senior care and companionship to keep your loved ones happy, healthy, and at home. Providing services like meal planning, preparation, companionship, physical activities, transportation, light housekeeping, even helping to pay and organize bills, as well as many additional services. For more information, contact the owner, Leanne Brigido at 401-487-8787, or check us out online at silverliningri.com. In business, serving Northern Rhode Island since 2017. Again, call 401 487 8787 Silver Lining Senior Concierge Services. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. All right, the panel today, Chris Boulay, and your calls in conversation, as well as your emails as well, upfront at WNRI.com if you want to send an email. Uh, Chris, new topic. Very briefly, um, I'm not the only one. I've got great respect for Elon Musk. He's a genius and uh, a job creator and, and, and just I could go on and on and on. Uh, he had an interesting thing, which I knew was going to blow up in his face. Before he bought Twitter years ago, he put out a tweet saying that he had financing to take Tesla private. It's just one of those things that you don't want to do. And he got sued by shareholders. And he wanted to move the um, the suit from uh, California, where they hate him now, because he went to Austin, Texas. His lawyers lost that. I thought he could have billions in, in, uh, at risk. And uh, they found him uh, not guilty and found him uh, innocent of, of the issue. But it, that's why he's not the chairman of the board of Tesla, because the SEC took it away from him. Mm. He's the CEO. They had an independent uh, chairman. But I thought that was kind of reckless he did that. And then he was trying to be funny. He put out the number 420, which I understand is a code for marijuana. Yeah, and I don't get it. But yeah, it I don't get it either. But um, um he, he put it for $20, so maybe he thought people were going to take it tongue-in-cheek, but it's just one of those things you don't do as a... As, so he's got the genius work and work ethic. I think he works 20 hours a day, and he's a CEO of, like, three different companies going right now, SpaceX and Tesla, which he's trying to get a, a CEO and obviously Tesla, and he just he just stretched out. But I was surprised he put that out there, and I was surprised he apparently got a fair, a fair trial in, mm. in California. <laughs> well, 7690600, we have an open line available. we still got 10 minutes left of the program here on the Upfront Show, and the email is up and running as well. We do have one online. Chris, so let's get back to the phones. Good morning. You are on the air on Upfront with Chris Boulay. Good morning. Thank you, gentlemen. Hey, good morning, Good morning, Glad to, glad to get on the air with you. Hey, listen, I have a little thing, one one little vignette for both of you, really. Have you ever seen on TV, on one of the cable channels or whatever, whatever, the hearings, the, the meetings of the House of Parliament in England? Yes. Mainly the House, I think primarily clips, the House yeah. of Commons. Yeah, yeah, the the House, the House of Lords. Interestingly enough, I think you know this. Um, they they borrowed that in the U.S. Constitution, and that's the Senate. And the and the the lower house was taken to the House of Representatives, the House of Commons. They can be oh, awfully uh, ruckus at times, though. Those. Uh, well, that's my point. You know, yeah. you were you guys uh, particularly uh, particularly Jeff was referring to the outburst that that, that that gave back to Biden at the State of the Union message, and I, I kind of applaud that. I I, I immediately thought back. When I heard the replay of it, to the the proceedings I threw on TV with the House of Commons, 
I think that's I think that's good. I mean, to me, that's 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 involvement. I I, I was I was cheered to see that happen. I think there should be more of that. In other words, it didn't put me it didn't turn me off. It didn't put me down at all. Uh, it, it kind of encouraged me. See, is that because you agreed with those uh, people's point of view on that, and you're just cheering them out as a cheerleader? Um, because there's some disarray in that House of Parliament and uh, and how their government works. I mean, they're of a rotating door of uh, of leadership right now. Uh, they they haven't really sustained uh, from Boris to the woman, and she's out yeah, again. I would say it, I would say it's probably because I agree with the. With the Alpha, right. I think there should be more of that when people do disagree. If you disagree, let it be known. And the other thing is, you ever watch the um, the Korean uh, or the uh, some of the Asian uh, governments? They, they'll get into fisticuffs. Uh, it, it gets uh, that, so we don't no, want to elevate to that type of level. Yeah, I don't know if it needs to go that far. Oh my I, goodness, I that's brutal. And it's very entertaining. See, I, I, I thought, you know, what, Nancy Pelosi, whatever you think, was very political, and, and she's a smart lady. I was very, very disappointed in her when she tore up Trump's speech because it shows yeah. no, no unity. Wherever the president is, and, and, I, and I think you give me an opportunity to say, i got to respect the, the office of the president. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to digress for a second. Sure. One of the things that they won't do in Delaware with the Secret Service won't release the uh, the visitors logs and to yeah. me the reason why they're not doing that is President Obama is there all the time he's actually probably a shadow president but if we oh. got into a, a world of hurt and I don't like Obama I didn't vote for him twice if we got into a world of hurt with an issue uh, I I like Kamala Harris and uh, Joe Biden to have to have access to Obama to help them make the right decision because they could end the world. So I, I, I do like to see the fact that we're working together, the House of Representatives and the Senate, all respect the president. So, um, but I, I, I do agree with you. I find, uh, I find Parliament in uh, Europe to be very entertaining. Yeah, yeah, I think it's entertaining, without a doubt. There's I an old adage uh, read that, um, yeah. uh, that uh, you know, uh, the, 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 the can, I, can you trump this? Two wrongs don't make a right. Uh, and as this grows, uh, as Chris Boulay was pointing out with the Obama administration, it happened, uh, it happened here. And whether it's a Democrat or Republican, there's always an opposite side. And what happens, though, as we begin to roll forward is, so the next president may be a Republican. So the Democrats are going to do this because the Republicans did that last time, and they're going to make it bigger and grander. And, um, you know, it, it, it just, where does it stop where you get back to an orderly process of procedure rather than these uh, tugs of emotions uh, yeah, is, is the concern I have. But it was entertaining. You enjoyed your popcorn while you were watching it. <laughs> Well, I wasn't watching. I heard it later on the news replies, so on the news formats. But, yeah, so I, 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 I kind of endorse that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, not to the extreme, but to some... To some degree, put it that way. Yes, yeah, I, I, I think, and, and again, I'm not the only one who thinks that. I think our founding fathers, I think it took them about 140 days to come up with the, the Constitution. And I think they took everything great from uh, their understanding of the, of the uh, English um, government, and they left everything bad. So I, yeah. I kind of like it exactly the way it is. But thanks for the I call, Red. I think of the Constitution as the greatest document ever comprised in human history. I, I agree 100%. Yeah. Right. Some, some people may say the Bible, but, you know. Yeah, there's yeah. some other good documents out there. 1A, 1B, Chris. 1A, 1B. Thanks, Red, yeah, for being I'll with put us. that one at the top of the list every day, every eight days a week. Thank you very much. Thanks for Bye -bye. the call. All right, there's Red, and we got time, Chris, for one more call here. We'll say uh, hello. You're on the Upfront program with Christopher J. Boulay.
I'll be brief. It's Mark. Hey, Mark. I'm not going to fake unity. So if there's no unity, it needs to be displayed. If someone says something that's not true, you need to call them out. That's why my country is in the condition it's in. And I'm just going to quote Benjamin Franklin on my way out. A compromise is when nobody gets what they want. God bless America. Thanks, Mark. Thanks. Bye-bye. See, see I, 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 I think the way they have it now... Um, is the the uh, Republican or Democratic rebuttal? I, I think is the place to do it. And then, you know, I, I don't I don't know. I'm like I said, I'm very surprised. Um, Mitt Romney considered a blue blood, a very rich person, been in politics for a long, long time. Um, he's a Republican, but he's really a Democrat. I was really shocked. It wasn't the place. To, it wasn't his place. It wasn't the place to, to to dress down Santos. The thing that shocked me, Chris, and quite pleasurably, first of all. Uh, th- with the polls, if it's a one-on-one race, uh, what also followed the State of the Union address is President Trump resoundingly leading President Biden in a one-on-one race for the presidency. I like that. I'm not ready to bucket with other candidates. We look at the vice presidential, uh, who might be under Trump, as Kamala Harris says, her and Biden will be on the ticket in 2024. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. That's the one that I didn't expect her to have that vigor. I didn't expect her to be so... Uh, 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 passive-aggressively on point. Uh, and I says, should Sarah Huckabee Sanders be the vice president nominee under President Trump? Possibly. Her father ran for president. Uh, I, I like her. Um, you, you have to go, if somebody's going to be considered vice president or president, you've got to go beyond that. You know. But that one speech, I think she characterized what America's about and Ronald Reagan and limited government and freedom and it, it, it does very well in a uh, state like Arkansas. It doesn't do so well in California. As a matter of fact, um, um, his name escapes me now, the, uh, the governor of California. Oh, my, uh, uh, my gosh. Anyway, as we, talk, as we look it up, he actually uh, criticized Arkansas and said, you're all talking about law and order, but all of a sudden um, you have a lot of high murder rates. Well, she's only been uh, governor for a month. I, I think that's really lousy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. But my goodness, uh, now she was uh, was she press secretary with President Trump? She uh, she was. Yeah, Newsom, Governor uh, Newsom. No, yeah, my gosh, yeah. I, I think that's uh, that's intentional. Yes, right. <laughs> I forget his name. Uh, Who also wants goodness. to be president? It's a forgettable guy. Yeah, he also wants to be president. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna hit just a quick call here. We'll bring you into the program, caller. You've got about uh, a minute here if you want to make a point with Chris Boulay. Sure. Well, go, go ahead. ahead. It's all yours. Hi, um, I heard um, uh, the Huckabee uh, spiel on the uh, ra- uh, TV the other night, and I'm right behind the she's got the guts and the mouth to do it. She was. She was, she was very impressive. She was very impressive, uh, just just like uh, Senator Scott um, uh, when he gave the rebuttal a while back. He came across very, yeah. very well. I think uh, Sanders came across even better. I, I liked the way she pulled everything together. The only thing I didn't like is the poking, the separation of I'm forty and he's eighty. Um, I think it could have been done oh, a little bit well, more clever, yeah, and a little yeah. bit less um, yeah. disrespectful to the elderly. Um, of, um, but I, I think she did a really, really, really good job. I give her well, A+. Plus. Her and when Harris say, in the debate? Whoa. When, I say somebody, when I say somebody's too old to run, I'm not targeting everybody that's 80. I'm targeting the fact that you don't belong in that office at that age. 
You know, it's 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 funny. Uh, I think in twenty five years from now, we'll have an eighty yeah. year old president. We'll think that person is is in their prime. When when yeah. when when um. When Ronald Reagan took office, he was 70 years old, and they were making fun of his age and, and making it an issue. Now, Donald Trump, I think, is 74 or 75. He's the same age as Hillary Clinton if they were to yeah, but, run, run again. But, but I know what you're saying. Um, uh, Biden, has, Biden he has is, not aged well. He has not aged well at all. Joe Biden is an old 80. Yes, I would okay. agree with that. If, that. if that's your point, you're exactly yeah. correct. Okay. Thank you, thank, thank you so one. much. Yeah, bye. Uh, Chris, you got about... 20 seconds if you have a final comment. Well, Roger's not here. We both love sports. Who do you think? What do you like for the Super Bowl? Uh, I, I still like the Eagles. Yeah. I just think they're too fast. They're spry. They don't know they ain't supposed to be there. They're not <laughs> afraid. They don't have baggage. Um, and I, I, I like the Eagles. I do. Uh, but I hate Kevin Durant going to the Phoenix Suns. I can tell you that. Uh, that's a whole other story, Chris. Thanks for being with us. My pleasure. Who are you going with? Oh, I hope they both lose. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Just tuning in for the Rihanna halftime show, huh? Yes. Yeah, big Rihanna fan. I didn't know. Take care, Chris. Bye-bye.